for stylish footwear that doesn't cost a fortune and feels like a million bucks, get yourself a pair of Skechers. Because no matter what pair you choose, you can be guaranteed one thing. They'll be comfortable right out of the box. Find them at Skechers.com, a Skechers store, or wherever stylish footwear is sold. Listen to Unity Christian Fellowship with Bishop Nelson K. Williams, Saturday mornings at 9 a.m. right here at Rejoice. Here's your AccuWeather forecast on Rejoice 101.3. Cloudy and humid thunderstorm for the afternoon. High today at 81. Cloudy with thunderstorms tonight, low 71. And then tomorrow, cloudy and humid. A thunderstorm or two, the high 83. Clouds, very humid day on Tuesday. Afternoon thunderstorm in spots and the high near 86. Plan with confidence. Download the redesigned AccuWeather app today. For AccuWeather on Rejoice 101.3, I'm Steve Williams. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Hi, this is Tammy Mobley. I am a survivor of domestic violence. My personal mission is to educate and inform people about the red flags in an unhealthy relationship and the effects of domestic violence. This show, we will also talk about life challenges, incarceration, health scares, factors of racism, and much more. Let's start surviving today. Welcome to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. August is Youth Month, so we are recognizing, empowering, and supporting the voices of youth. Once again, I am here with my in-studio co-host, David Lomax, and our special guest today is Amaya Gilliam, who is a rising senior at L.C. Bird High School. Stay tuned right after this commercial break while you meet our youth. Yeah, well, I've been doing this music stuff for years now. I've gotten positive feedback and negative feedback, and I've been told to view it all as constructive. This right here just might be my first release. We'll see how it goes. Let's get it. One, two, three. Well, my hate is not a feeling that I like to keep around So I cut out negativity so I can keep a smile If you yapping, capping, hating, I will surely tune you out I don't need that type of energy, that's not what I'm about Like, I've been making music, I've been posting videos If you do not pay attention, I'll be touring on the road If you don't act like a brother, then I will not call you bro If you didn't know Hi, I'm Mama Shells of Mama Shells Cafe, home of the Soul Rolls, located at 10811 Hall Street Road. Give us a call at 804-912-1644 or order online at mamashells.com. Ask us about our off-site catering options. We also offer online ordering through Grubhub, Uber Eats, and DoorDash. Follow us on social media at Mama Shells Cafe. That's Mama Shells. We're Seoul, south of the James. Welcome back to Beyond Survivor with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. Once again, August is Youth Month, where we recognize, empowering, and supporting the voices of our youth. Again, my co-host is David Lomax. He is a rising senior at L.C. Bird High School. Introduce yourself to our listeners, David. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. My name is David Lomax. I am a rising senior at L.C. Bird High School. I love all things music, and I've got big dreams. 
Okay, thank you, David. And um, if you were listening in on a commercial break, David's song played a little bit during our commercial break. Tell us a little bit about the song, David. Yes, ma'am. That song is called Peaceful Man. It's not out yet. It's just something I've been working on. I, I might release something towards December. We'll see how it goes. All right. Thank you. And our guest this morning is Amaya Gilliam. Amaya is also a rising senior at L.C. Bird High School. Introduce yourself, Amaya. Hi, my name is Amaya Gilliam. I'm a rising senior at L.C. Bird High School. Um, I'm a member of the National Honor Society. I'm a cheerleader, a show choir member, and I have a 3.9 GPA. Oh, we love it. We love it. I love when I hear those high GPA. So thank you for being our guest today. Again, it is Youth Voices Month, and we I'm going to turn over the tables to David, and he is going to start ask. I'm sorry, start questioning our guest today. All right. Well, Amaya, thank you for being on the show today. How's it going? Good. Good. How's your summer been so far? It's been it's been okay. Good. 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 Well, um, in your story, uh, you told us about how, before the show, you told us about how you were pregnant at 16, yes. and right now you're raising your child. How has pregnancy affected your life since then? Well, physically, it was very tiring, but the most impact it had, I would say, it affected my level of endurance. What do you mean by that with your endurance? Being that it was during COVID, so you know I couldn't really do much. Uh, so I, you know, didn't, I didn't get to do my regular physical activities with cheer and show choir. So, you know, I mostly stayed at home. So I wasn't as active that, as I usually would be on a daily basis. Right. Do you think COVID helped with the process? It did help. Actually, it did. Just being that once, you know, we didn't have to go into school. I didn't have to worry about, you know, finding someone to watch Kyrie or, you know, sending him somewhere. I was able, I was able to be home with him. So it did help being that, you know, I could just stay home. In this school year, you think you'll be going back in person? I do plan on going back in person just so I can still have that experience since it is my senior year. Right. What What do you plan on doing this year with school? So I have five classes. I have four in person and one online class. And then I have early release so that I'm able to come home to Kyrie about 1 o'clock and 11 o'clock so that I can have that time with him and also limit the time that my grandma will be watching him since she is getting a little older. You know, that's just, you know, I don't want to put all of the responsibility on her. Right. So your grandma's watching him while you're at school? Yes. How how much support has she given you throughout this? Um, she's given me a lot of support. Um, when my mom's not available, she um, watches Kyrie when I'm at work or if I have any activities for school since we are getting back into doing things. Right. Yeah. Well, oh, did you have something to say, Ms. No, Tammy? go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, you mentioned that you had a 3.9 GPA. Um, were you always excelling in school, or do you feel like you were pushed to excel more once you had your child? Well, I've always had good grades. Um, usually it would be like all A's, one B, or A's and two B's. But being that after I've had a child, it's actually just been like straight A's the whole way through. So I just have more of a motivation to push harder now. So That's awesome. Um, how do you think the physical strain, you mentioned the endurance, but what beyond that, how has that affected you? Well, I would say being also being that um, I do best breastfeed him, it's different. Like It's just a little bit harder. Like I have to really pay attention to what I put into my body because, you know, what I put in my body, he's going to get as well. So... Just the fact that, you know, I have to make sure that I'm as healthy as possible because it's not just me taking care of him. It's him getting the nutrients that's inside of me. So that right. also played a part. 
All right, and you're a pescatarian now, aren't you? Yes. Uh, is that for him? Yeah, it's most, mostly for him because I want to... My mom and my sister, they're vegans and vegetarians, so it pushed me more to want to him to have that same lifestyle because I don't want to... I don't want to... I don't want to raise him to do something that I wouldn't do myself. Right. So it's going really well, so yeah. Was it a difficult transition? Yeah, a little bit. It was a little bit because, you know, I really love to cook. And then I, it's like, oh, I just want to cook this, want to cook that. But I found a lot of substitutes. So, right. yeah. What do you think you like to cook most now? Um, I would say pasta. That's all I eat is pasta. pasta. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Thank you. Thank you for the interview. I'm going to turn into our um, board right now. We have good morning from Clarence Momin and good morning from Kenya. So thank you for sharing that. What is your baby's name? Kyrie Ezekiel Gilliam. Okay. And how old is he? He's 10 months. 10 months. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when is his birthday? August. August. Oh, my gosh. October 11th. <laughs> okay. So it's coming up. Um, so I want to know, like, what were your first thoughts when you discovered you were pregnant as a teenager? I was, I was scared. I Honestly, I... I was just like, how am I going to tell my mom? But she actually ended up finding out like minutes after I did. So I was like, oh, well, there goes that. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what kind of relationship do you have with your child's father? Uh, we have a co-parenting relationship. Okay, okay so the relationship is not there. No, um, we're just, we just co-parent. Okay. And I see that you're nursing, which I think that uh, um, that is amazing. I applaud you and saying how you're eating healthy. So I know you're probably drinking lots of water and everything to stay a nurse. But did you receive adequate prenatal care? Yes, I did. I started with just going to like a pregnancy clinic, just, you know, discover my options and things like that. But I actually did go to my um, OBGYN and throughout the whole pregnancy and got everything done that I needed to. And you're six, you got um, pregnant at 16 or 17? 16. 16. So take us through a typical day of a teen mom. Okay. What does your day look like? Well, depending on the day, well, Kyrie will wake up around seven or sometimes we'll sleep until eight and, you know, I'll just, we'll spend some time together in the morning and then I'll feed him because he has solids throughout the day. So I'll feed him breakfast and then on the days that I don't have cheer, my grandma will come and pick us up and she'll come over and watch him while I get ready just so I can, you know, get myself together. And when I have cheer, I go with my mom in the morning. When she goes to work, she'll drop us off and she'll be with him. And then we'll just basically just chill at my grandma's house and I'll get any scholarships or essay, things like that done. And just maybe sometimes we might go out for a walk or something if it's not too hot. Mm -hmm. But we try to be productive throughout the day. And we can get hard. You know, I try to get him in bed by 8 o'clock. It doesn't happen every night. But I do, you know, the best that I can to keep him on the schedule. So are you up with him during the nighttime? Yes, I am. He still wakes up mostly. Sometimes it can stretch three hours. But sometimes he'll wake up every two hours. So... Okay, okay, okay. I'm going to turn over to the board because we do have a um, question. Um, Clarence, do you feel like you missed out on some experiences as a teenager being a teen mom? Yes, yes, I do. I feel like the activities, most of the activities, I miss out on like prom and things like that because COVID did play a part, but some people did host like their own prom just, you know, to, so everyone could have the same experience. And I didn't get to go to that, but we had like a small type prom at my school and I helped with that. So I did get to go, but it's just like, it wasn't the same, but it's just like, I can't just be like, oh, hey mom, can I go so-and-so? Because it's not now, it's, hey, mom, can you watch Kyrie? And can I be out this time? 
And it's like, then I got to be back at a certain time because I got to be home with him. So, Do you feel like it's gotten easier for you as you've gone along? I mean, a little bit it has. Because in the beginning, of course, I was trying to maintain school because I was still in school. And he was much younger. But it's still a little hard because he's still not one yet. So mom's like, well, he's still not one. You know, you should spend time with him, which, of course, I I do. But, you know, I'm still a teenager. But being that school's about to start again, it's kind of, I got to get, like, back on that grind anyway. So, right. yeah, I do have another question. I said, how did your mom find out? You said she found out uh, anyway. Okay, so I was in my, well, I was in my room when I would find out. I, I was talking on the phone with my son's father and... Her room was right beside mine, and the walls are not that thick. So she heard me saying, like, she heard me talking about it. So she called me in her room, and she was like, do you have something to tell me? I was like, huh? No. And she was like, are you pregnant? And I was like, I don't know. And then it went from there. And then she just, that happened, like, at night. So she took me to the doctor the next morning and made me get a test. And they told her, yeah, it's positive. And then, you know, she was upset, of course. How many weeks were you at the time? Uh, I was... Five weeks. Oh, it was pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. David? Um, I want to circle back to the name Kyrie Ezekiel. Uh, what significance did that have? Well, mostly I found his first name and I was like, okay, that's cute. But Ezekiel, you know, since it comes from the Bible, it, you know, holds a really strong weight for, with, for me. Uh, my mom, she was thinking about that name. Like, I, well, actually, I did think about that name for his first name at first. But then, closer to my due date, she was like, what about Ezekiel for at least his middle name? And I was like, okay, that's good. And then we actually started, you know, really thinking about it. And I like that since it was also in the Bible. And, you know, I want him to grow up to, you know, be a Christian as well. So, yeah. Do you think you're a very spiritual person? Yes, I thank God for everything because I, I just, the birth itself, it, the way I had a C-section and it was not planned at all. So it was really, it was really scary because, you know, I'm, I was 16, I'm, I'm black, and I'm young, so, you know, they try to, some people, doctors try to, you know, talk as if, like, we're not educated, and, you know, that was really hard for me, but my mom was there, and um, I had a doula as well, so she was very educated with everything that she did, and so it really helped, but I do thank God for getting us through, because, you know, I could have died, Kyrie could have died, and, you know, he brought us out of it, so, yeah. Do you think your faith deepened through the process? Most definitely, um... And also being that, you know, we didn't really go to church because of COVID. Um, our pastor did let us, some people in to like sing on the choir and stuff. So just being in that atmosphere and him choosing me to have the opportunity to be in, the, in you know, in his presence and nobody else, well, basically nobody else. It was just, it brought me much closer to him. I wanted to go back because I, um, for what you said that you felt like you could have died, your son could have died. Mm -hmm. Do you think because of your age and because of your color that it was minimized, like the pain that you were in and your voice wasn't heard? Yeah, so basically what happened was um, I was due on October 9th, but I went into labor that night, like at like 1 o'clock in the morning, and my, I actually ended up being in labor for 37 hours. Wow. So I I was progress. They said, like, I was failing to progress because that, that Monday I was only one centimeter dilated, and I went to the hospital that Saturday, and when I got there I was still one centimeter, so I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm one centimeter dilated, and I was just at the hospital, I mean, the doctor, like, five days ago. But they were telling me, they were like, we either need to give you medicine or we're just going to have to cut you. And I was like, okay, that, that was a little harsh. And, th and this was a black lady telling me that. And I was like, hmm, okay. 
So I'm scared because it's like, from the beginning, she was like, you might need to get a C-section. That's not what I was working towards. So my contractions were not that bad. The whole pregnancy through, you know, we prayed over my stomach and prayed that I wouldn't have a lot of pain. And they really weren't that bad until I started getting the medicine. And they had to give me six doses of it in order for me to feel it because I didn't even feel it at first. Mm -hmm. So after all of the pain, my doctor came and she was like, okay, your water has been broke for too long. Like you're, you're starting to get an infection. And he had like pooped inside of me and the way that I would have delivered him, he could have, it could have gotten his lungs, which right. could have, you know, st caused complications. So she was just like, you just need to have a C-section at this point. So I did. And they almost had to put me under because they kept giving me the medicine and I feel it, but they kept poking me and I could feel the needle. He was like, okay, if you don't feel it again after this, then we're going to have to put you under. But thank God I felt, I didn't feel anything the last time. So, I mean, I don't really remember that much. I was, I mean, I remember, I just know I was out of it. Like I couldn't, you know, do skin to skin right away. I couldn't hold them because I had to be, you know, stitched back up. I had to be back in the room and stuff. So it's just I didn't really get to do what people usually do because of the situation I was in. Thank you for that. Thank you for your um, sharing your, your transparency. Um, so with all of that, what advice would you th would you give to a young girl that found out that she's pregnant and do not know how to talk to her mom about it or don't know what to do? Because you found out pretty early, but wonder if she doesn't find out until she's like three months or something. I would first say, if you have a support person, to go to that person. If not, I would say, just like I did, go to a pregnancy clinic. Like, I, I had their support, but I still went because, you know, everybody should be aware of their options. So I, I think anybody that doesn't, you know, they should go to a place that, you know, caters to people who are in that situation because there, there's plenty of resources and plenty of places that, you know, will listen and let you know your options. So I would definitely say that. Yeah, I did um, work with one of them, Grace Home Ministries. I don't know if you heard about them. They help teen moms. Um, mm -hmm. And they're in Chesterfield, and I do healthy relationship classes um, for them sometime. So with that being said, like, what advice would you tell a teen about being in a healthy relationship or practicing safe sex? Like, what would you tell them now being that you know, mm -hmm. you know, everything that you had a baby? And because I know sometimes we get caught up. We yeah. so think that we're in love at that time. We're mm -hmm. in a relationship and we don't even think about that our baby is going to be produced out right. of that. What would you tell a, a girl at 15, 16 years old? Based on their faith, I would say I would honestly say wait till marriage. But if it's like if someone insisted, like, OK, this is what I want to do, I would say, for one, you should be safe. And if if you have the opportunity, if your parent is willing to take you to the doctor, get on birth control, I would definitely say that. And so, you know, you, I would say birth control first because you can use protection, but that doesn't always mean anything. But I would say birth control for sure. But my number one thing would just be to wait till marriage, because people think, oh, my gosh, just a baby. He's so cute. He's so cute. You're making me want to have a baby. But. You know, yes, but it, it's not it's not easy. So it's like I think people, teens should really be enlightened in the fact that you think you're just out here having fun, but it's not fun when the times get hard or when your parents don't accept you because you just want to be out here having fun. So, yeah, that's what I've learned. So, yeah. No, thank you for that, David. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing all of that. What do you think your um, biggest resource through this whole thing was? I would say God, of course, because, you know, like I was saying, you know, I prayed through the whole way, prayed over my stomach and everything. But um, even though my family, my mom did not, you know, expect for me to be on this path, my mom has been there the whole time. 
And so has my grandma and my sister. My grandma and my sister, they found out a little bit later. And my sister was the last one to find out, actually, because, I don't know, we're close, but we were close to the fact where I didn't want to tell her and disappoint her. But my mom, she has been there. You know, she talked to me about my options since day one. And, you know, she didn't come to terms with it 100%, of course. But at one point, you know, she was like, okay, she's deciding to keep the baby. So she has, I mean, she decided to, you know, be there, which I'm grateful for. Okay. Do you have any fear as a young mom raising a black son now, in this climate? I, I, a little bit. I don't want to say, you know, that I do have fear because regardless, you know, God has taught us to how to get through it. But I, I do because there's just been so much that has gone on and so many black li- black male lives that have been taken and it it i feel for them for the mothers that are going through that because even um someone that just died a few months ago that i didn't know him personally but my cousin did but even still i was crying i was upset because it's like somebody else's life can get taken so fast and then i have to raise a black son so sometimes it is feel for, fearful for me but I just pray about how to raise him in the right way because I would not want that to be me at all. So. David? Uh, was there ever a point where you just felt overwhelmed by everything? And how'd you get out of that point? Yeah, there's been, there has been a lot of times when I feel that way just because it's, it's hard because sometimes it's like I feel like I'm doing a lot and it's like I'm still being held to a higher expectation and I just want to I just sometimes I just want people to see it from my perspective because it's like you're expecting a lot out of me when I'm already giving you a lot and I'm in this situation but mostly what helps me get out of it is I know myself that I'm working hard and I'm pushing for myself and my son so just you know having my little moment and then thinking about it's like okay it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because as long as you know yourself that you're you're doing everything that you can to succeed, then that's really all that matters. Okay. Once again, you are listening to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. This is Youth Month, and we're recognizing, empowering, and supporting youth voices. In studio guest is my co-host, David Lomax, and I guess today is Amaya Gilliam. I do have a question from the board. Did you know right away that you wanted to keep the baby? Did you have any doubts? It's like, I'm not going to go through with this pregnancy. No, I I never really felt, it just didn't really feel right to me. So that that's why, I, you know, I prayed about it throughout the whole time. And my mom and my sister, they were, you know, trying to steer me in that way just because they didn't want me to, you know, have a hard life or anything. But you know, usually when someone really important to you is really pushing something on you, they may be able to persuade you to do something. But and usually that is the case with my mom and my family. But something just was telling me, like, no, don't give in, like, keep the baby. So that's what happened. And so I never really had any doubts about having an abortion or anything. That's amazing. How would someone when um, get in contact with you? If there was a teenager listening out there that didn't haven't told that their parents that they're pregnant or even contemplating, you know, engaging in sexual activity, um, 
and their boyfriend is saying, you know, we don't have to use protection. You're good. Like, what would you tell them and how could they reach you? Oh, you can reach me on Instagram. It's Amaya's underscore anatomy, A-M-Y-A-S underscore A-N-A-T-A-M-Y. Oh. I'm going to tell you say it one more time and a little bit slower. Sorry. A-M-Y-A-S underscore A-N-A-T-O-M-Y. And I would say... I would really say really talk to somebody that has been through it because if you having that, if, you, if you're being pressured in that way to the point where they're just like, oh, no, you're good, you're good, you're never really just good. You know, it's just like anything can happen. So I would say really, if, if, if possible, talk to somebody that really knows what they're talking about because... Somebody can just tell you, oh, you're okay, and you think you believe them because it's just like, oh, this is my boyfriend. But I just would really encourage someone to really have somebody to talk to that will help them to really know what they could get possibly getting themselves into. All right. Thank you, David. Uh, just thank you for your transparency. What do you think that light at the end of the tunnel is for you? What are you looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to finishing high school and um, going to college and pursuing my career in the medical field because I've always always wanted to pursue a career in the medical field so just working towards that and you know making it out on the end that's really good because according to the cdc pregnancy and birth are significant contributors to high school dropout rates among girls and only about 50 percent of teens actually graduate from high school after they have a baby so i'm glad that you are so focused and want to go through with it what is going to happen after high school with your baby are you going to go to community college or what's going to happen well i'm planning to go to a four-year college i'm i'm applying for like early admission now so i can have my options so i can figure out what exactly would the plan be so i didn't plan on going to community community college i do plan on going to a four-year college so just you know finding having my options out early so i'm not making a decision at the last minute or an impersonal decision with my family is you know so that's basically my plan if you go to a four-year college who's going to watch the baby my mom plans on going with me wherever i go okay so it's just (laughs) it would just have to work out with like you know his other side of the family because they live here with as well so i mean my mom is gonna go but i don't i don't really know about them what's your number one school right now my number one is howard right now i just actually had a tour there so yeah that's my number one okay congratulations i'm gonna turn um from um dr v it's amazing how you have such a strong foundation and faith what do you ask god for the most sincere um the for the most since becoming a mother guidance guidance i would definitely say guidance because and also, I I feel I, I'm very strong, but I ask him to keep me strong because, you know, it does get hard. So I just ask him to keep me strong and help me through everything so, like, I don't fall, you know, and just break. So Okay, and I have um, from Miss Kenya, great job, Amaya. Good to see that you are so strong through all of this. My daughter, Lanaya, danced with you and the Delta Gems. Oh, yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Um, and then we have one more question. What do you feel you do best as a mom? Um, I don't know. Um, hmm. It's just so much to it. I don't. Um, I would just say. I okay. So I feel like if I'm not successful, then Kyrie won't be successful. So if I don't do what I have to do, 
to make sure he's okay, then, you know, he will, I'm not saying he wouldn't get anywhere because he is a possibility, but I think pushing myself to excel would be the best thing because, you know, like I was saying, it does get really hard at times trying to, like, during school, it was easier to do my work at nighttime when he was asleep, but then it's like I'm up late and then I'm already up with him at night, but I still push myself so that I could keep my grades up because then I won't, you know, go to college and get a good job to be able to provide for him in the future. So just pushing myself to excel in school is what I think I do the best so that I can, you know, have a good future for myself and him. Amaya, I want to thank you for your transparency. I want to thank you for coming on the show. David, do you have any last minute questions for her? Um, last last minute question. You mentioned you were singing in show choir. Do you still sing at your church like you were at the beginning of COVID? Yes, we still sing every fourth Sunday. So, yes, we do. All right, I do have a last minute question. What is a favorite? What's your favorite thing you like to do with your son? Hmm. Um. Just. Just really just quality time, just spending time together, whether it's just we're sitting together on the couch, just not talking, but, you know, talking or (laughs) going out for a walk together or even sitting down, eating together. It's just the quality time, period, because, you know, everything he does is such a joy. So just seeing him happy and doing stuff that he loves, you know, makes me happy. What you want to tell him? Tell him like he's right here. Um, I would say... (laughs) You're my motivation. I love you, and um, I'm going to always do everything to make sure that you have everything that you need. And, you know, I want you to grow up to be able to look back and say, like, my mom did that. She was 16, but she still did that. Yeah, and we are rooting for you. Uh, once again, how can people get in contact with you? Um, you can um, contact me on Instagram. It's A-M-Y-A-S underscore A-N-A. T-O-M-Y, Amaya's underscore anatomy. Thank you so much for being on the show. And David, how can our listeners get in contact with you? Um, Also on Instagram, also on YouTube under the same name, The D Lomax. And Lomax is spelled L-O-M-A-X. All right. Thank you so much. These are two rising seniors. We wish you a great school year. We know that school is starting very soon. And I'm not sure if you're ready, but you don't have any other choice right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Once again, you are listening to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, empower, and support survivors. August is Youth Month, and we're recognizing, empower, and supporting the voices of youth. Thank you again to our guest, Amaya Gilliam, and our co-host, David Lomax. Remember, your imperfections don't stop your greatness, and we'll see you next Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to Beyond Surviving with Tammy, where we recognize, support, and empower survivors. If you'd like to be a guest or sponsor on the show, email us at beyondsurvivingtammy at gmail.com. See you next time right here on Rejoice 101.3 FM, 990 AM at 10 AM every Sunday. And remember, your imperfection don't stop your greatness. If anyone asks, you're listening to Rejoice, WREJ, Richmond, 101.3 FM, 990 AM. Do you really know the score regarding your personal finances? Your credit score, that is. Many consumers tend to sit on the bench and don't have all the facts about personal credit reports. But the National Foundation for